What's up, what's up, what's up? You know, I already know it's your girl, Vent to me, Kiki. I am up very early in OKC, right? Oklahoma, guys. And I'm chilling with my friend, and we're actually just deeply talking about this world, and it's very corrupt if you think about it. I don't think you guys really think how you put everything before your very own life. You really just sit there and like, you put a, a pair of batteries before your life. You put a cell phone, an iPhone before your life. A Samsung phone before your life. It, everything is more important to your life than your own life. You don't even speak life over your life. You speak it over your car. You speak it over your dream house. I'm speaking it to an existence. No, you speaking life over something that's not yours. Or something that doesn't have yeah, life. Yeah, something that doesn't have life. A house can't breathe. A car can't breathe. A ring can't breathe. Like, a watch can't breathe. Phones can't breathe. Are they probably going to start breathing? <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But it's like, it's, what's more important to you? Something as simple as a pencil has a purpose, a spoon, a stop sign, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? A car, you know, glasses. You know, hell, they even make cigars, blunt. Blunts have a purpose. Right. You know, everything has a purpose. If something as simple as a pencil has a purpose, then how much more we as human beings have purposes? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if some days you wake up and you say, well, why am I here? Or, you know what I'm saying, why do we exist? You know what I'm saying? Well, what's my purpose? And that's what I wake up and aspire to every morning is fulfilling that purpose. Yeah. Like, I really have a purpose. Like, there was a, there's a real reason that Mario's on Earth. There's a real reason why Keisha's on Earth. There's a real reason why everybody's here. Yeah. In life, you don't start living until you find it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You can't really live life without knowing what you're living for. Mm-hmm. You know, life takes care of life. So if you're not taking care of life, then are you really living? Mm-hmm. You know, and so that that's pretty much what I try to inspire to every morning when I wake up. So some days it's hard, some days it's not. Some days I can see my purpose being fulfilled right before my eyes. I can see God using me and I'm doing something great some days. I can see it. Mm-hmm. But then Sundays it's just like I'm just here existing, where I feel like like I don't <clears> see God moving in my life that particular day. I don't see nothing special or nothing, right. you know. But even on those days He is, you, that's where the whole we must walk by faith and not by sight comes in. You know what I mean? Like just like when you see a chair, you just go sit in it. You don't right. worry if it's gonna hold you up. You just got faith that it's going to hold you up when you sit down. 
not. Mm-hmm. You just sit here. We live by faith every day in our life anyway. You know, you get in the car, you put your key in the ignition, you turn, you just don't think that it's not going to start. You got faith that it's going to start up. Yep. Put your credit card in the machine. You don't think that it's just going to not just, sweat. Uh, mm-hmm. You just do it. Like, you got faith. We got faith in things every day anyway. But why not put that faith, faith in God life. And, yeah. and, and let him show us that he's real and that he exists. You know, and, and that's where I felt like my journey has taken me to now. Like, every day, you know, I get up and I just try to find his will. Get up. Like, today when I got up, I walked around. I was appreciating the trees, the scene, mm. not the buildings. It wasn't the cars, it wasn't the buildings. It was like, look at these trees. This is beautiful. Look at the grass. Look at God. That's where he when is. I see it, when I look at nature, I see God. That's where he is. Life. I don't wonder how we got here, I know. Sometimes I let my phone go dead and I sat outside. Mm. Normally I don't do that. I'm going to have to hurry up and go charge my phone up. I told myself, no, let it stay dead and enjoy this moment that God allowed you to enjoy. He wanted you to see something. That's it. See him. He wants you to see him. That's it. We live our lives <clears throat> with God so close to us. Yeah. And we never see him. There's a story that I read that was in the Bible a long time ago. It was about this blind man. He had been born blind. He had been born blind since birth, and uh, and uh, he he somehow he bumped into Jesus, uh, and okay. Jesus told him. Uh, the Bible said Jesus spit on the ground and made spittle, and anointed the man's eyes. So he spit on the ground. He made like a mud clay out of his spit, mm. and he put it on the man's eyes. And told the man to go to the pool of Siloam and wash his eyes, and he's gonna receive his sight. And then Jesus left with the crowd and other people. So the man went to the pool. He washed his eyes. And the Bible said instantly he received his sight. Right. And he began to jump and celebrate that he was once blind, but now he sees. Mm-hmm. So now <clears throat> as he celebrated and he's jumping, some of the great religious leaders that were called Pharisees and Sadducees at the time approached the man and asked him, right. you know, hold up, isn't you so-and-so's son? How is it that you was once blind and now you see? The man told him then that he encountered Jesus and Jesus spit on the ground, made spittle, anointed his eyes and told him to come to the pool of Siloam and watch and he did that and he received his sight. And as he received his sight, they said, well, you know that Jesus God is not of God, he's of the devil. And they said, he's evil. Those deeds that he's doing, he's not doing those of God. He's doing it of some evil spirit. And that man told him, he said, I don't know what, is he evil? If he's good, I don't know. All I know is that I was once blind, but now I I see. see. Mm -hmm. And they took the man and took him to his parents to bear witness. This is your son. And they said, yeah, this is our son. They said, now, wasn't he blind? What happened? And they said, he grown, ask him. He can speak for himself. And he told him again, I told you what happened. <clears throat> well, by this time, they, they upset. These religious leaders, they upset. 
So they tell the man he can't stay in the city no more. He got to leave the city because Jesus, what Jesus did to him. Right. He allowed Jesus to heal him and Jesus is, uh, is evil, had a bad spirit. They cast the man out the city. Hmm. And the man goes out the city and they says he stayed outside the wall. Jesus approached him. They say, what's, what, what's trouble you? The man never remembered he was blind the first time he met Jesus, so he had never seen Jesus physically. So he don't know who's talking to him. Right. He said, well, what's wrong with you? And he said, earlier today, I met a man named Jesus. He spit on the ground, he made spittle, he anointed my eyes, and told me to go to the full slum. I washed my eyes, I received my sight. And the Pharisees said that Jesus was not a God and he was a wicked man and he cast me out the city. Now I have no home to go to, no family and everything. I'm an outcast now. And in that moment, the Bible said, Jesus revealed himself to that man. Mm -hmm. He told him, I am he that sent you and healed you and told you. And when he revealed himself to that man, that to me was symbolic of how we can live our life every single day with God so close to us, showing us, performing miracles in our life, doing great things for us, but we never see him mm -hmm. because we don't know that it's him that's doing it. We didn't know <clears throat> that time when, you know, you didn't have no money and your bills was late and, you know, something just came through out of nowhere. That was God. You know what I mean? Like, we don't see those miracles because we don't, we, we, we always think that God is going to, his miracles are going to come miraculously and something just so God take care of us, take care of us every day in the most simplest ways and the simplest things. Mm -hmm. And it be him, but sometimes we just can't see him. Yep. You know what I mean? And so that, those are my own little personal experience in my relationship that have gotten me closer to God. It ain't, yeah. You know, my relationship with God is my relationship. It's like, your relationship with your mom is your relationship. Yeah. Your, your sister relationship with your mom is your sister relationship. Sometimes, like my, some of my brothers are closer to my mom than I am. Right. That's true. Because they spend more time with her. They talk to her. They just got a closer relationship. Don't mean my mom don't love me just the same. Right. But their relationship is closer for some, apparently some reason. Mm -hmm. That between them two. Right. Vice versa, we have relationships with God. Sometimes people think, well, you're a preacher, you're this and that, and you're more spiritual. No, my relationship with God is what makes me who I am. Right. Ain't no damn preacher. Mm -hmm. I don't even want people to label me that and call me that. You know, I speak about my relationship and my experiences with God for myself. Right. Working out my own soul salvation. Yeah. That's what I do. And then I share those testimonies and those experiences. Yeah, with other as you people. should. Right. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to convert anybody over. I'm not trying to persuade anybody to do anything different. I follow my heart, my spirit, my soul that led me to God. Mm -hmm. And all I do is share that experience. And every day, God is who he is. He's God in my life. He, he leads me. He guides me. He directs my path every day. So I don't worry about tomorrow because God has my tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I wake up tomorrow, I'm waking up in God, leading me, purpose, you know what I'm saying? And when my day and time come, when I, my work is done here, I leave this world in God. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Just like we all came in God. Mm -hmm. So those are my experiences, man. Like, and, I, and I'm just, to the core of me, to my soul, I'm just so founded in that. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So rooted in that. That's that's my anchor. That's my everything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Am I perfect? Hell no. Are you? We gonna be perfect? Hell no. Nobody will be. But we perfect in God. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we can be. You can't be perfect by yourself, but you can be perfect in Him. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all are saying. In Him, perfect. It's like people need to learn how to speak life over their own life and make it a ritual every day that you do that because if you don't do it for yourself, who else going to do it? So true. But then, too, we don't understand that I did it. Now I do yeah. understand that the power of confession. Mm-hmm. See, confession makes salvation. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the same... And the same word that was in the beginning with God was God. That word became flesh and it dwelled among us and mm-hmm. we beheld his glory. The only the only uh, glory of the, uh, of the Father. So just imagine what, what what is being said here. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word is our mouth, what we speak. Right. You know, life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we speak is who we are. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning, Adam didn't go to the garden and plant apples. He walked to the tree and he spoke and he said, "Apples and apples popped on the tree." Right. He said, "Bananas and bananas popped on the tree." Man was created in the image of God. Man spoke things into existence, just like God did. God spoke the world into existence. Mm-hmm. Man had the same power. We can speak life or death is in the power of the tongue. We control everything with our words. Right. That's why our music is so important. That we, what we sing, what we rap, what we listen to. They become inspiring. The, mm-hmm. A lot of the rappers that's dying, they're singing that. They're speaking death. They are. They're speaking death. They are. You can't speak death and expect life. Yeah. Neither can you speak life and expect death. That's true. That's true. You know, so we have to do better to understand that we control our own destinies with our own words. In the beginning was the word. Yeah. And those words was with God and the word was God. Our words are everything, man. Mm-hmm. You're right. We have to speak life. Yeah. Got to. Life and death is in the power of the Because they can speak gossip. You can speak other things and you so why not speak life? Mm-hmm. Why not call your spirit to yourself? Why not be a good spirit? Because that's what we are. That's the true spirit. That's what we are. But, you know, the world shows us different. Every morning you wake up, you're never going to see God in this world. Right. If you don't look for him, you're not going to see him. Mm -hmm. Because the world has created another reality that's not of God. When you look at all the buildings, your alarm clock, your bed, when you look at all these things when you wake up in the morning, that's for this world. Yeah, you get up and appreciate what you see. And the first thing we're going to see is something man-made. Yeah, material. A television yeah. or a sink or uh, a bed or uh, a dresser or, you know, a couch. Or we're going to see the materialistic things. The very first thing we see, as soon as you get out the bed, it ain't God. It's not God. It's not God. And so you have to make a, 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 a everyday conscious decision to look for God. Yeah. From the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you have to look for him in this world because the world doesn't reflect God. Nature reflects God. You see God in nature. 
what he created, not what man created. Yeah. And so it's hard to see God because man has created so much on top of what God has already created. Mm -hmm. Are we living in the 21st century? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, it's 21st, like, the man. 21st century. People believe in more men than they ever believe in God. Because it's less God. And they just always keep asking God for things, asking God for miracles. He's performing them every day because we still here. Mm -hmm. And and another thing that I was just thinking, thinking about it, you can just tell how the world has less of God in it. Here's a prime example. God is love. And whosoever abide in love, abide in God, and right. God in him. So if God is love, then when you see love, you should see God. Well, in the world that we live today, first thing people tell you is no love. No love is all on t-shirts, it's on billboards, it's on rap albums, no love. I come up in the 90s where the first time we greeted each other, when we saw each other, we'd be like, show me some love. Show me some love. And we used mm -hmm. to say we used to dap up. And love was still out. Yeah. But now there's no love. Mm -hmm. you know, that's why killing and crime is up, robbery is up, everything is up, you know, fraud is up, you know, even the big companies and the government is defrauding people. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's no love. And remember what it said God's word said. God is love. love. Yeah. And whosoever yeah. abide in love, abide in God. Yeah. And God in them. Mm -hmm. So when we begin to live in a world with no love, then that means there's no God. There's no God. So who wants to live in a world with, with no, no God? That's like no. living in a world with no control. You know, mm. I mean, so the difference is this. When no the, balance. When, 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 the, when, when the universal God allow you to see, you can never be blind again. Mm -hmm. When you really can see this world for what this world is, you can never be blind again and go back in a hole and live like like you can't see. Right. So when I get up in the morning time, and I was just telling you when you see a bed and you see all that and you see this and see that, I, when you living in God, you wake up in the morning, you see God. Mm -hmm. From the time you jump and your feet touch that floor, you see God when you're living in God. And I'm saying, God, I ain't talking about this great big spiritual thing. Like, right. Like this huge spiritual experience. Like, like God, you can see God. God come out of heaven. Right. You see God in this in the small things. You see God in, in the peace in your mind. Mm -hmm. You see God in, the, in, in, in the, the directness of your focus. You see God in, in the silence uh, of your obedience. You see God in small things. Mm -hmm. And then they petrate, 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 petrate throughout the day into bigger things. Right. And you can come out the door and you can look at a tree and you'll see God in that tree. Yeah. You can come outside and you can uh, see water and you can look at God in the purity of water. Nature itself testifies of God. You can look in the heavens and see the clouds and see God. You can watch the sun and see it rise and see God. Because you know man ain't make this stuff. There you go. You know man. God is in his creation. Mm-hmm. And man is in his. When you look at a truck, you know man created because it breaks down all mm -hmm. the time. <laughs> yeah. 
trying to create everything. Yeah. Trying to create this. Man, I'm telling you, man, still trying to trying to duplicate what God has mm-hmm. created. You know, they trying to make another God, if you ask me. Well, you know, well, you know who the other God is. The prince of this world, who's the other God? You know, mm-hmm. is the, you know, who's the other God? So he's the God of this world. And that's the devil. That's the devil. So when you look at how this world is set up, it's set up for all pleasures and, and, and comfortabilities mm-hmm. and the luxuries of this world. Yeah. Not of God's world, but of this world. You know, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoy the luxuries of life, too. Yeah. You know, that this world has Who all. doesn't? A guy asked me once. You know, this this been going on in the world. What you been doing for the last 20 years? I said, I've been enjoying the world, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it been, I mean. I didn't have my share of the world. Technology has taken this world to a whole nother level. It in has. terms of enjoyment and, and, and nicer cars, nicer homes, more modern, just faster internet speed. Yeah. Just, Better phone. I mean, come on. Like, auto tools even made better music. Right, made better singers. So everybody's taking advantage of, like you know, and enjoying the benefits of it. But we can't forget about God, though. Right. We can't, and that's where I feel like our world has gotten. Like, in the midst of such a a boom of technology and 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 and, and new modern day uh, everything, we done forgot about God. That's why our world is getting worse and worse. You know, we got to kill a census killer like Young Dolph getting killed in Memphis. Uh, like today, like yesterday, it's just it's so much going on. Somebody going into Melrose High School shooting, shooting up the cafeteria. So much going on in our world where there's no love, and we're just saying that there's no, there's a lack of God. That's there's so. a lack of God, people. Like we have to really get back to God. Yeah, we really have to get back to Him. And I'm not saying you gotta go to church every Sunday. I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying you gotta go to church and give your tithe. I'm saying get back to love. Get back to God. Get back to God. God is love, you know. Get back to When you wake up in the morning, look for him. Mm -hmm. Find what his purpose is for your life. What did he want you to do for the day? Because if you just impact one or two people in your daily life on purpose, if we all do that, man, the world would be better. If everybody Mm -hmm. operated in the love of God and just, you know, the greatest two, they say, well, what's the greatest commandment? Jesus told them, you know, if you basically take care of these first two right here, you ain't got to worry about nothing else. Just love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. That's the first one. He said the second one is like unto it. Love thy neighbor as thyself. And he said, now all the laws hang on just these two. Right. So he's saying that if you just get these two things right, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Then how did religion become so complicated and so hard? For real. Because they start asking for money. They start asking for money and everything else. But he said, if you just worry about these two things, just these two. Just two things. And both of those two have that word love. Mm -hmm. Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor Mm -hmm. as thyself. See, if you can do those two things, look how I just take care of everything else. If you love God, then you're going to every day get up to look for him. Yeah. Okay, and then in the process of finding him, he's going to show you how he wants you to treat everybody else. Yes. And that's to do unto neighbors as you would do unto yourself. Yeah. 
And then that love of God will radiate from you to other people. And then you start taking care of his creation. That's it. And then you start fulfilling purposes and taking care of his creation. Mm -hmm. Like, and it, it, it works twofold. Then your heart becomes right. Then yeah. you get that peace of God that surpasses all understanding that's going to guard your heart and your mind. Then your life will hit different because it'll it. be whole. Your heart will be pure. And that's what God wants us. Whole. Mm -hmm. For the Lord thy God is whole. He's complete. Yeah. God doesn't need anything outside of him to complete him or make him. He's, he's complete. He's whole within himself. But if we're made in the image of God, then we should be whole too. Exactly. But a lot of times we're broken and we just. We hold that. on to the wrong things. Yeah. It's, and, it's, and I think it's time where, you know, God is calling his people because he wanted to commune with us. He's tired, he tired of seeing us living the way that we're living. Mm -hmm. He wanted just a relationship with us. You know, but religion has messed us up. I'm sorry, it has. It's religion corrupted the heart. Up. Yeah. It has. You know, for the, and, you got and, these and, people and, believe in this. These people believe in that. We believe this. And I'm telling you, paying tithes and offering, man, they ain't going to get it. Mm -hmm. You can go get thousands, thousands of dollars to the church. That ain't going to get you in. Your heart got to be right. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they should see God. Mm -hmm. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they should see God. Because as a young girl, I've been into church since a young girl. And I got uncomfortable with church because of tithes and offering. Because as I was looking at the family. My mama struggles with her bills, and this is me being young. I don't see the church helping my mama. But you know what, Keisha? You're not the first person. And, and this is crazy that I heard say that about the church. And I didn't speak about that, but you're not the first person that said when they were little, uh, when they were little kid, they used to go to church, and their mom felt guilty because they couldn't put as much in the collection plate, so she wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. And so they had stopped going. She lost the time, and she couldn't put money. And so, when 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 it get and, that, and let's let's go back to money. And in the two thousands, we went through churches went through a, like a prosperity boom when they was preaching prosperity. You know, from a lot of pulpits across the country, and they were talking about sowing and you know, come and give a ten dollar gift offering, and God, God will bless you with a thousand. You know, <laughs> bless you tenfold. And they playing on his God, yeah. But you know, money is not of God. That's why. Then they said, uh. And they asked Jesus, tried to catch them up. They was like, well, who do we pay taxes to? Should we pay taxes to Caesar or whatever? You know, and, and God told them, Jesus told them, render to Caesar that which is Caesar, but render to God that which is God of God. Don't, like, don't, Jesus was basically trying to tell them, don't try to catch me up in words. Money is not of God. That's a Caesar. So money is not of God. Money is of this world. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know you need money to live in this world, so render money into this world, but render to God what is of God. Give God His praise, His due, His, you know, His glory. But that money stuff, God ain't. That's that's of this world. Yeah. But they was in the church preaching money like it was of God. <laughs> yeah. And this is in the nineties, mm -hmm. in two thousand. So now what they gave birth to was a whole generation in the late nineties and two thousand babies that began to worship money. Because money was being preached in the church like it was almost a god. Yeah. Well, you got to remember, money is the main thing that controls this world system. So churches got blindsided and got into that prosperity mm -hmm. thing in the late 90s, 2000. So now that's why you got eight, nine-year-old kids on Facebook and social media spreading 20s on their arms. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Because we went money crazy. They kill it for the money. Yeah. We went money crazy in the nineties and the uh the nineties and the two thousand money crazy. So we now have a now we have a Look whole at the generation. movie New Jack City. Well, you know, New Jack City was that in the nineties, I think so. Mm-hmm. But leading to the day though, we got a whole generation of kids that don't worship nothing but money. Yeah, and so drugs. And that's where our world is. It's all about that. That man it? killed his own brother about money and drugs because he was using the drugs. So, and that's the sad thing. Like, that's our world now. You know what I mean? Like, and then, like, a lot of people that got voices, their voices will never be heard. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, a lot of people that doesn't have voices and got the voices for the community, their voices won't be heard. Because, you know, it takes money to get your voice out there. You know what I mean? It takes marketing, it takes publicity, it takes mm-hmm. all of that. But that you need people out here, like, God people again in leadership. Right. That that listen to the voice of God and making decisions about people's lives, you know, with a heart of God. Yeah. Not for, you know, money or for gain or anything like that. We need God leaders back in the office again. And I'm not talking about somebody with Harvard degrees. And I'm not talking about somebody with... You know, graduated from Yale. Somebody with a degree for God. About, there you go. We talking about somebody with a degree from God. Somebody that been and been birthed through the, the process of what God has taken them through. Yeah. You know, we talking about God elite and God elect. You know, God has to elect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So not just man electing. We've been electing leaders for the last twenty some years and they just have been ruining this country. Yeah. You know, but we need God to elect our leaders. We need leaders that we need to pray as a nation for God to send us leaders. You know what I mean? We don't need them the same ones over and over and over again. You know, same type of old people men that they put in there. And I'm fifty plus men. We need people that got genuinely got this nation best interest at heart Mm -hmm. with God, you know, leading the way. You know, that's what we need. You know what I mean? So, sure. But them days and times are coming, but you got somebody fighting against you. You got a lot of somebody. Yeah, it's an era of, of God King. I, I, like, you know, when the world gets so wicked, God is going to have to release his people. Yeah. And so you're going to see an era of what we call God Kings. You know, we we, we didn't see it before, but we're pretty ready to go into the age of it now. Yeah. And the world knows it's coming. Like them leaders, they know they're coming because they didn't came before through history. And so these are mighty men and women of God that's gonna be able to show signs and miracles of God. You know what I mean? Because the world don't believe. They don't. They, they don't. don't they they are very they so they so far away from I God. used to be complex myself. But you watch God. See, they don't understand. Where do you think flexing comes from? Right. Glory. Mm-hmm. And all glory belongs to God. So God is big flex. Mm-hmm. So see, they sitting there and everybody flexing, spraying and diamonds and dripping, putting all them diamonds in their teeth and on their necks and, you know, driving these nice cars and everything. Like this world is flexing so hard. <laughs> but you just wait till God flex. Right. Oh my God. Listen to He's me. flex way, Ooh, way that, different. The world ain't ready for it. But he gonna flex though. You watching that. He gonna come out. He got no. I can't wait till he flex. He gonna flex. He I can't wait. Man, listen. When he created, he flexed. Mm-hmm. See, some of this stuff they. What they called it? He did the big flex. The big flex. Oh, he gonna flex though. Ooh, when he cracked that sky, he gonna flex. <laughs> he, Cause he coming. And then we can't even imagine what the next world is to come to look like because the Bible said 
For eyes have not seen, nor have ears heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for those that love him. Amen. And there's a new world coming. For all them people that have been struggling in this life that never got nowhere, that they never made $8 an hour, and worked like a slave their entire life. Yeah. Come on, God got something for them people, man. Don't you sit here. Y'all can't tell me. I just seen white people live in mansions, black people, princes and kings and queens. I didn't see them leaving mansions the size of hotels and castles and villages. Right. Mm -hmm. And living good <laughs> in this world. Yeah. If y'all can live this good in this world, what do you think God got for those that love him in the, in the next now? world? Mm -hmm. I trust him. To this world, to the next world, to the world, into infinity we are. And more to come. Because he just showed me so much. And I know he ain't done, so, uh, done stopping showing me yet. Mm-hmm. See, I learned that people only want to get close to God when they're going through something. They want to pray. God, please hit me at this situation. You hit me at this situation. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And once the situation sees itself through, God don't hear from you for a long time. So I have this thing with myself. I pray when it's real when it's really coming from my heart right. I talk to him more than I pray so when I do pray he know it comes from the heart it's not coming from a problem it's not coming from a situation right. Right. when he, I do ask him for something I ask him God can you help me keep my focus and, that's, and, that, and that that faith just the accent Mm -hmm. Is a relationship. Yeah. See, I, I learned this too being in a relationship. Like, my girl, she don't want all my time. Well, I think she do. But she'll settle for that good quality time with me. Mm -hmm. It ain't about the quantity, it's the quality. Yeah. You tell people they need to go in a, a closet or go to church six times a week and pray five hours a day in the closet. It ain't that. It's not that deep. Man, it's no. deep, but it's not that it's deep. You know how when you're in a relationship you love somebody? Yeah. How can you go throughout the course of a day and they don't cross your mind? You don't love them. Huh? You don't love them. So, they cross your mind, you're going to pick up the phone and you're going to call. Right. Or you're going to shoot them a text. Yep. Work the same way with God. Yeah. When you love God, he love the Lord. Mind. Number one, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Lord. So, that means that you got to talk to him yeah. sometimes throughout the course of the day because you love him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it ain't got to be all day long because guess what? Your gal don't want you talking to her all day long. Mm -hmm. Your nigga don't want you talking to him all mm -hmm. day long. But he do want to see. He want to hear from you. Right. He want to know. know that he's cared about. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all, man. That's it. God, church, like, wonder about me sometimes. Right, but the church and all this religion want you to think that you need to be in a closet 24 hours a day, seven days a week praying that relationship. You got to pay God. for God. You need to go to church four days a week and come in there and tie and give offering. Man, you can't buy your way in this thing. This thing is yours. It's a free gift. God gave it to you just like he gave it to everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's in your heart. Church is a fashion show and That's a dating it. scene to it's me. A, church is like Christmas. Yeah. Okay. You are the church. Church is like Christmas. It's a holiday. Every it's an Sunday. Event, 
okay? Mm -hmm. You spend a bunch of money and increase an economy. Yeah. But you are the church. You are the temple. We are. We are the place for God's spirit to live in these bodies. That's yeah. what we are. We are the church. But what they had to do was they had to separate the church from a physical body as a person to a physical place as a building or a being. Right. To make you think that you need to go to a physical church to serve God, but you are the church to serve God. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they've been really messing with our minds for centuries. Knocking out. Yeah, they've been messing with us, man. You know, and that's the thing. Like, now, I'm begin like, we're waking up. We're beginning to understand God is in us. Like, whatever that person was trying to tell us when he made the book of Eli. Yeah, that was a good book. That was a good book. Man, that was a good, was a good movie. movie. Yeah, that was a good movie, man. And I felt like it was a message behind that movie. It's a message behind a lot of movies. Hollywood, Hollywood was but Hollywood I looked at the Bible differently. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go in the Bible and fill out God's words. If it, I can feel it if it's good. Well, I mean, let me. this is the thing that's so controversial. You know, and, and then a lot of people don't speak on this, especially church people don't speak on this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because... They don't want know, to feel like they they're speaking on God. Yeah, or speaking against the Bible. Mm -hmm. For one, the Bible is exactly what it is. It's the Word of God. It's to give us, you know, God's God interpretation. Yeah. And it's a bunch. It's, 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 it's the testimonies of God men, godly men. Yeah. And testimonies of their accounts and their experiences on earth walking with God. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, you need the Bible. Yeah. It ain't no... Uh, second guessing it, you need it. Yeah, but, but they need it to rule, though. Right, but more importantly, you need the Spirit of God to help you interpret the Bible. Right. Okay? To interpret those testimonies and those stories. Like See, you, it's not me that read the Bible and I get my own story. Yeah. It's when I read the Bible, the Spirit of God that lives in me gives me mm. God's Word. Yeah. God's word. It gives me God's voice. It gives me God's word. So how do I know God speaks to me? Right. He speaks to me through his word, through his voice. That's why Jesus said, for it is written that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out the mouth of God. Well, living by every word that proceeds out the mouth of God, every word, so that means that there has to be words that we live by. And where do those words come from? Right. They come from your spirit. Yeah. When you read God's word, it comes from your spirit and inspires you. And so that's what I speak about in the Bible. But I feel like when you got God's spirit inside you, the spirit teaches you. He guides you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's why it's so important. Even the Bible tells you, no man needs to teach it because the Holy Spirit will teach you and bring everything to your remembrance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people say, well, when the last time you've been to church? I've been to church about three, four years ago. You know what I mean? I don't speak bad about a church, and I'm not telling people not to go to church. Yeah. All I'm saying is, you can work out your own. Now, if you, I say this, if you want to go to church because you have been lacking in the Bible and you have been lacking in the spirit of the Lord, and you want to put yourself in that environment. You can put yourself in that environment and do not have to be of the people and how they are praising God or how they're trying to do things. You can go for your own message. Right, right. 
And then God too will lead you a place to go. Like he will. Go to He'll lead you. Lead you yeah. Nice he will. He will. And he will allow you to be there and perceive the words that's being spoken. Right. And he will allow you to believe what he want you to believe. He'll be he he will give you that ability. Mm-hmm. And a lot of and one of the verses that you know the church gonna beat uh beat you up about uh, for me speaking and saying what I'm saying, they're gonna beat me up about this. And saying that, you know, church, church, they're gonna say that you you cannot, uh, you should not forsake uh, to assemble. You should not forsake the assemble uh, or to assemble. Right. And what that means is a church building is where everybody goes to assemble, a place of worship for God. Right. So that in that case, if they're, if they're speaking on that, you can go to somebody's house and assemble. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Bible said where two or more gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst of them. So right now, me and you sitting there talking, God is in the midst of us. We are exactly. right. So a church is just not a place. The church is not the only place you got to go assemble. You don't need a church building to go assemble. You can go sit by the water. Right. You can go and sit so, out in your backyard. Because that, you know, that, that church building has to be paid for. Exactly. Okay? So that's why you're talking. And the preacher has so to get paid. And then the bills and all that too. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a lot of money. So I understand they need money. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, you build a, a twelve million dollar church building, you know, but then the community that lives around the church is poor. Know, it's poor. They don't have any money. But you got a twelve million dollar building right there. No you know structure I mean? in the no, neighborhood. Right. So I mean, it sounds like they could maybe could have been a six thousand dollar building and six thousand dollars worth of investments could have went throughout the community. Exactly. They you know, sound so, like that it would have been a lot better. So I don't. I'm not knocking the church. I'm saying this. Maybe instead of me coming paying tithes and offerings to the church, my next door neighbor house that's about to foreclose. Maybe we should take them offerings and gather together something and help her. Exactly. You know, keep her home with her four kids. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that offering there is still a sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. Right. So God is not going to honor that as an offering. Let's not, not I feel pay. like the church should come together and say, I know we can't pay everybody like bill, but let's try to put fifty dollars on Mm-mm. the members. Mm-mm. Not the members, not ain't about paying people light bill. Mm. Life takes care of life. Of life. And God is life mm. and God is love. So if if the church is the church, then the church needs to be taking care of everybody that needs help. Exactly. I'm not saying everybody, let me rephrase that. The church needs to have a, a, a way if they're getting all this money coming into this place. Yeah. You know what I mean? They need to have a way, a something structured to be able to help people throughout those communities. Exactly. Not, you know, because it's the community. That's the, the church is for the community. Yeah. Ain't a place of business. It's for the community. Because the community is the one that's coming donating the money. But they've the turned money. it to a place of business. Right. So. It should be a place of resources too. Yeah. Places to help a people. Place of knowledge. Right. To help them grow a business. To help get a home loan. To help get financing. To help do all that. The, the the church should be a bank too. Yeah. It should be all of that. All of that. So I need to buy a house. The church should be able to go help them buy that house. Exactly. You feel what I'm saying? In that community. Yeah. To grow the community. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like, I understand that a church is relevant. I understand the relevance of a church. I understand the need of a church in the community. I understand that. I'm just saying that these churches today, all a lot of them haven't been what they're supposed to be. Right. And someone asked the question, like, how 
how can I speak on that? Because I've been anointed to speak on it. Right. Okay. You know, and that and that's the thing. Like, there's certain things that I can't open my mouth and speak on, except I've been anointed to do it. You know, and I know that. Like, I used to fear sometimes speaking on the church. I used to feel like, man, I can't speak on the church. Yeah. But then when I understood my calling and who I am and my purpose, <coughs> so this church can't stand to be corrected. Nobody can. Right. If the yeah. church is in error, it can't stand to be corrected. Yeah. So what makes it God that it can't stand to be corrected? For real. If what makes it, error? yeah. So I'm no higher than the church, but neither am I no lesser than the church either. Yeah. So I can't speak on it? Right. Of course I can. Right. Just like the church can speak on me if I'm in error, right? Yep. Vice versa. Well, I should be able to speak on, on the, the church. church. Okay. I'm, I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah. No so, one is. That's it. You're speaking truth. You're speaking your voice. And speaking the truth. Yeah. The truth. The, the truth is the truth. I don't care how you cut it. And God, and the Bible tells you, they that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. Yep. So that's for you ones that wanted me to go back to the Bible and give you a verse about what I said, what I said. So you got a lot of times people are so, they're they're so spiritual until they're no earthly good. They, they quote verses and quote Bible scriptures all the time, but don't live it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And, and to me, like, we're, ain't nobody perfect, but don't pick and choose. You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's sin, it's sin. If it's wrong, it's wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that's all I look at it. Who are you to say, you know, in general? Right. Who are you? People, I ask a lot of people, who are you to say, but that person should get punished as bad because who are you to say that? A sin is a sin. You shouldn't have done it in the first place. That's it. But then first, we got to go back to what is a sin. Mm -hmm. So, because a lot of people don't know. People say a drinking is a sin. No, drinking is not a sin. Smoking is a sin. No, it's not a sin. Huh. See, I'm stepping on a lot of toes now, right? Yeah. So, well, what is a sin? The what Bible is says a sin? To him that know to do good mm -hmm. and do it not is yeah. a sin. Yeah. Well, then we got to establish to him that know to do good and do it not. It's a sin. Well, we got to establish now. Well, what is doing good? To him that know to do good and do it not is a sin. So now you need to find out what is doing good. Yeah. Oh, see, they don't want to talk about this. They don't. Let's go back to them two that Jesus talked about. Well, what's the two greatest commandments? That means you're commanded to do something. Yeah. Well, what's the greatest commandments? Commandment. So the commandments is something that we're being told to do. Yeah. And we have to obey. Yeah. To him that know to do good and do it not, it's a sin. So it's a sin to not obey the commandments. Yeah. Okay? Well, what's the commandments? Number one, love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, all thy heart, all thy mind, and all thy strength. That's the number one commandment. Right. The number two is like unto it. Love the Lord. I mean, love thy neighbor as thyself. Mm-hmm. Two commandments, right? Two, yep. Now, if you don't obey those, you're not doing good. True. To him that knows to do good and do it not, it's a sin. So sin is not obeying the commandments, right? Mm -hmm. So why do we got all these other sins? Created sins. Yeah. 
Well, that's to keep us structurally to obey in this world society. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But watch this, though. Shouldn't the greatest sin be not to love God and not to love people and your neighbors? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that be the greatest sin in the world? Mm-hmm. Well, how are you on the church pews over here coating this woman's husband, tearing up their household, and them your neighbors? Yeah, that's, that's a sin. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That to me sounds like a sin. <laughs> now going over little Billy them house playing, having a card game, drinking beer and smoking reefer, that don't sound like no yeah, sin. That sound like a hangout. That sound like a lot of love going mm-hmm. on. Like a lot of good time, right? Smile, happiness, joy, right? Why do you think Jesus hung out with the wine bibblers and the drunken people and the, and the prostitutes? Why did he hang out in the in the in the temples with the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Yeah. Why was he hanging with them other kind of folks? So when you start putting all this stuff together, you're going like, man, they didn't create it. Like, what in the world really going on here? Mm-hmm. Jesus wasn't like them. Jesus was like us. Mm-hmm. He was like us. That's why they don't like us. But they killed him. Because mm-hmm. he was like us. And they had people following him. Preaching truth. Yeah. Teaching God. It's going on still today in our society. Mm-hmm. When you look at people that's out here teaching truth, out of love, like young dog. The man was just in Memphis a week ago, you know, promoting, you know, he was at that breast cancer place. You know, he just in the community doing good, man. You don't hear him out here shooting people up, killing people. Right. He moving in love and charity. He was crucified too. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Like history repeating itself over and over again <laughs> with the same thing over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Over and over again. Over and over again. And a lot of times we miss it because we're not seeing God. Mm-hmm. We're just seeing everything else, but we're not seeing God. You're seeing everything, yeah. But we're not seeing God. God is in the smallest things sometimes, man. Rest in peace, dog. But God is in the smallest things. Mm-hmm. The smallest. <clears throat> He's in the smallest things, but you know, everybody go to church and look for him. I guess. I mean, I guess they look for him, you know, in the choir stand on the church pews. 